That soundbite courtesy of Newsroom Africa, and it basically summarizes the events that transpired yesterday at War School Jan Felun. Events that came on the back of a fight between black kids and white kids, allegedly over racism. And uh, of course, uh, some of the voices you've heard there of some of the learners and the parents and how they've experienced this entire situation, including the voice of MEC of Education in Gauteng, Banyaza Lisufi. He was actually there yesterday after several videos uh, were circulating on social media showing this brawl between black and white pupils. And it's pretty clear that something is going on at the school. What else do we know? Well, we know that while Lusufi was inside meeting with the principal and members of the SGB for nearly three hours, outside racial tensions were being laid bare between black and white parents, as well as people from different political parties who clashed. Mm. Uh, in fact, the white parents formed a blockade in front of the school gate in an attempt to stop anyone from entering. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, even the tensions grew so much that uh, some of the crowd attempted to set fire, fire to tires in front of the school. Uh, police uh, fired stun grenades and rubber bullets and attempted to disperse the crowd. That's how serious it got eventually. Yeah, it really was intense stuff. And uh, the real question is, how should we be dealing with these instances and incidents that happen in schools? Even if, for instance, it is true that it was racially motivated, how should it all be dealt with? Uh, let's uh, speak to Asanda Mwasheng, who's a diversity expert. who joins us now on The Morning Flavor. Good morning. Thank you for your time. Good morning and thank you for having me. I mean, that soundbite summarized quite a lot in terms of how the learners felt and uh, just the views from the parents as well. When there are incidents that happen in schools, how do we approach it? And in, in a situation like this where there's seemingly some sort of racial issue, what, what should the play be? Should we leave the schools to deal with it and we parents step back? What do you think? I don't think so. I think that definitely it was very good that parents got involved um, all the way to down to protesting outside the children's school because a lot of the time it's young black children who are bearing the brunt of racism and and bullying and all kinds of things in many former white schools um, and often they're ignored by the principals, they're ignored by the powers that be until there's a big incident that hits the media or, you know, until the parents protest and then suddenly everybody pays attention. But what we're seeing there is what happens in South African schools every day. If you listen to even the stories, whether you're talking to the parents or you're talking to, to the kids, it's been more than four years mm. of incidents. You've got a principal who's called kids animals. The mm. K-word seems to be regularly used. Mm. And over, uh, over and above that, you now have a teacher who, who there's allegations of, sex, of sexual assault yeah, yeah. Uh, and molestation of children. And of course, you would have that if they're ignoring racism, then they're going to ignore any other harm that's being caused to black children, particularly if it's by a black teacher. So I'm not surprised that that's happened. Um, but I think the biggest issue here is that we have a Department of Education that has constantly failed us. Because if the Department of Education had a policy on race and racism and how to deal with racism in a school situation, mm. then it would be much easier for principals, it would be much easier for all communities to deal with and engage with these issues. But our Department of Education has, up to this day, ignored all efforts, ignored all advances by everybody who 
working in this field. You know, I've written academic articles. Other people have written academic articles. I've built a social justice curriculum. Other people have built similar interventions at various schools across South Africa. And we know that, you know, there was the movement of hashtag you silence, we amplify. We know there's been seasons for. And none of these movements seem to have moved our Department of Education to, to to understanding yeah. that there's a need for policy, and so you, mm. what you find is a lot of a lot of private schools, ironically, have got policies in place, uh, or they have some kind, you know, they've got some kind of procedure when there's racist incidents. But public schools are really out in the open because they are governed by the government, and it's the government that needs to give guidance. And, and, and the government has failed in doing it. Yeah, and, and it's strange. Before you jump in, Mel, that um, yeah. you, you talk about that juxtaposition between the private schools and the public schools in terms of having systems. We know that in South Africa, in a multiracial, multicultural society, there's bound to be tensions, not because we want uh, there to be tensions, but because that's what happens when you have people of different races because they've got different views and different beliefs and sometimes of each other, sometimes which are false. So there's got to be a sense of approach how we deal with these matters when they pop up. Yes, Mel? Well, that's exactly yeah. what I was going to pick up on. Sorry, Asanda. Hi, morning. Is that, Hello. you know, as you say, you know, the academic articles have been written, um, suggestions have been made, but what would that look like, right? So the social justice um, or diversity kind of awareness, inclusion, what would that look like in actually rolling out some kind of program to schools? Because as you say, we, we kind of, you know, 94 happened and we all just hoped for the best, but we didn't actually do anything to make it work. Um, so yeah. what would that look like now? I mean, school, schools are basically bearing the brunt of our our failure to build a national reconciliation project and to build an, a national anti-racism plan. And that's why we're seeing, we're seeing racism, uh, you know, it's covered more in schools, but we have racism in universities, we have racism in the corporate sector. And you can imagine being a parent that's so angry that you're experiencing this at work and now your child, you know, almost mm-hmm. 30 years after democracy also has to experience it. Mm-hmm. So... I have a, a, a diversity and social justice curriculum at a number of schools and at the schools where, where you know, I have this curriculum, people use, they use their life orientation lesson and in the life orientation lesson, there's a teacher that comes in and talks about who are we? Right. Like, who are you as an individual? Sure, sure. And who are the others? Mm. And speaks to children about their identity and how their identity has an impact on how they experience life. So when I'm talking about identity, I'm talking about, they talk about their race, they talk about mm. the, the, the skin color and the impact it has, but they also talk about their gender identity, mm. their religion, and various other aspects of their of their identity, because often, unfortunately, both black and white parents are not talking to their children about who they are. And mm. for me, the most heartbreaking is black parents and parents of color in general who do not take the time to tell their children that not only will you experience bullying that's normal to everybody else, you mm. also will experience bullying mm. just based on your skin color. Sure. And when we do this, when we don't tell our children that this is a possibility, then we're throwing them to the wolves because things will happen to them based by potentially white students, and they won't understand that what's happening, it's not because of them individual, but it's because there's a systemic issue. And when this happens, we've seen, I've seen at schools where, uh, you know, young children have gone as far as committing suicide because they just could not deal. Exactly, and, and that's what it comes with, right? That they're facing. It comes with a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear, and you don't want that to be in the mix in a process where learners and kids are there to enjoy the learning experience and all it offers. So absolutely, Asana, 
there's some valid points that you've brought on the table. And um, I hope uh, this discussion will continue on the show this morning. Asanda Nwasheng, a diversity expert, thank you so much for your time this morning and just weighing in on uh, the going-zons at work school, uh, Yan Phil Yoon. Of course, we'll wait for the report to come out as per the investigation. The Department of Education in the province needs to do what they need to do. But, uh, of course, everybody's got an opinion about these sort of dynamics in schools, even the racial issues. So what are your experiences, either directly or maybe you've had a, a, a situation where your child has had to experience stuff like this in a school that you have sent them to? Send us your voice notes, 071-585-6157. And are there schools that actually deal with these situations in a good way, in a manner that is progressive? Is there anybody that's seen it happen and seen it work? where, you know, years later, there's a bit of a difference. Send us your voice notes as well. It's time for the headlines.